Nation, you've made it through fall camp. Game week next week for your Crimson Tide. You're rocking and rolling right here in my own words. How to show up in the streets, covering your Bama football news on the Friday. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, bringing you the show from Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube. Be sure to hit that subscribe button right now. Also, get that, give us that thumbs up, hit that like button, make this your show, network, platform, channel, and space to talk Bama. Turn all of those notifications on. Hit that little bell so that way you miss nothing on Bama football. We got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter, streaming to you the show, and we got a great one tonight. A little bit later on, we'll be joined by my man Chris Franklin, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com. The Eagles had joint practices this week with the Miami Dolphins, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, a lot to dive into there. We'll catch you with my man Chris on that. But we want to hear from you, the excited fans of Bama football. We're eight days away. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. That daily Super Chat Go, $75 daily Super Chat Go. We got Jimmy bringing here cash money fucking clay with that $50 Donation getting it started here on a Friday. Appreciate the love there from Jimmy Clay. Dancing Steven does as well as he is on the desk getting down to business as usual. But we hop in right now. Topic number one here in the conversation. And uh, people, you know, Alabama's got a one-two punch at running back. They got an elite one-two duo here combination that's going to be entertaining to watch in the fall. And I'm referring to Jameer Gibbs and Chase McClellan. Now, in the Nick Saban era at Alabama, Crimson Tide has always been able to put together a solid one-two punch, a solid duo, a solid combination, a solid exceptional fun, thunder, and lightning, if you will. And while these two backs here, McClellan and Gibbs, uh, may not necessarily be known as power backs, they pack some punch, they pack some pow. Uh, these two guys looking like the one-two. These two guys, the thunder and lightning. These two guys, the dynamic duo here for Alabama when you look at this upcoming season. Now, yes, the Crimson Tide will work in Roydell Williams. Yes, they'll work in Trey Sanders. Possibly we could see some opportunities for Emmanuel Henderson and Jamarian Miller, but the key thing here is, you know, whoever's got the hot hand between Gibbs and McClellan, Alabama will lean more so, more so toward as we go deeper and deeper, or when we go deeper and deeper to the season. But at the start of it, you, know, you got this dynamic one-two punch here of Gibbs and McClellan. And Jace, in particular, the junior from Alito, Texas, he spoke to reporters on Thursday. I believe it was his first time speaking to the media. It probably wasn't. But maybe it was his first time speaking to reporters. And he spoke on, hey, I'm back. I'm back at 100%. I'm back like I never left. I'm back like I wasn't injured. McClellan looks really good. He went through a grueling rehab process with Coach Jeremy Giselle, who is the director of rehabilitation at Alabama. Of course, Coach Giselle and Coach uh, Jeff Allen, head athletic trainer, sports doctor, team doctor. They work closely with each other when he was not 
doing the rehab. Uh, uh, McClellan was with Brad Lester, former Auburn standout, who has the Speed Genius facility over there in Atlanta. And Jace was getting work done there. But he says he's back at 100%. And he described the moment he knew he was back. And that was uh, during the second scrimmage, he was able to uh, maintain his balance, have his footing, be explosive, go through the movement. You know, he just felt like I'm back to where I once was. Able to move, able to cut, able to have a burst, able to be explosive, able to catch the ball out the backfield, able to be agile. He felt like, okay, I'm old me again. I'm moving, I'm cutting, I'm working, I'm gliding, like I'm old me again. And uh, Coach Saban actually said these words prior to uh, McClellan confirming them, talking about how during the second scrimmage, Jace was able to make a lot of guys miss, looked very explosive, broke a lot of tackles, got the speed, uh, got the versatility. So Saban was very pleased to see McClellan back to his pre-injury form there. And this is big because, like I mentioned, you don't necessarily think of Gibbs and McClellan as power backs, but McClellan talked about it. Gibbs brings the speed. I add the power. And just hearing Jay say that has me really excited about this season to see how these two will complement each other, how these two will enhance each other, how these two uh, will make each other better as players because we know what they can give us as receiving options. We know they have burst and acceleration and speed hitting the holes, and once they reach that second and third level of a defense, they're gone. And we know these guys can do just different things as players, but to see how they will complement one another in terms of how it relates to being on the field, that's going to be fun to watch. And like I mentioned, since 2008, you know, Alabama's had some fun one-two punch punches at running back. 08, we all remember Glenn Coffey and Mark Ingram. That was great. It's outstanding. 2009 to 2010, we remember Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson. Boy, that was phenomenal. 2011 gave us Trent Richardson and Eddie Lacy. 2012 gave us Eddie Lacy and TJ Yeldon. 2014 gave us TJ Yeldon and Derrick Henry. And then 2015 throughout, you just had kind of just multiple guys just in there. I know 2015 was one of the outlier years because Derrick Henry had to kind of do it all do it all himself. And then last year, it was mostly Brian Robinson doing it all himself. I know 2020, you know, Brian Robinson got some carries in there, but Najee Harris was kind of the main featured guy. So 2014 was kind of the last year where you had a true one-two punch versus everybody else just kind of just trying to rotate in multiple, you know, three and four and five bags like it's been in recent years. So Alabama getting back to that true one-two punch, that true duo when you look at Jace McClellan and Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs has been phenomenal all offseason since he's been here. From spring ball, everybody's been talking about him. Now with McClellan back, full strength, full go, full health, feel like myself again, 100%. Going to be outstanding to watch what these two do here coming up in this season, which begins next week. For your Crimson Tide, we take our first break here on the show. On Touch That Down, we're just getting started. Upon our return, we sit down with my man, Chris Franklin, 
of NJ.com and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the joint practice with the Dolphins. How's Jalen Hurts looking? How's Devontae Smith looking? We'll get to it after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Owned the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Throw them foes up. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, baby, we're back in from the break. TGIF edition of the show on a Friday. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, touchdown Alabama. Folks, you've made it through fall camp. Next week, game week for your Crimson Tide. Looking at Utah State on Monday. The show is going to be crazy because what happens Monday. That depth chart comes out on Monday. So, so much excitement to get to on next week, but appreciate you guys checking us out. Jimmy Clay with a $25 donation to Super Chats. So that's $75 donate. That's $75 Super Chat. Go, Danny. Go has been fulfilled. Appreciate you, the Alabama fans, helping us out here on the show. But right now, we go to the In My Own Words Hotline. We pick up a good friend of the show covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com. The Eagles had joint practices this week with the Miami Dolphins. We bring in the man with the plan. My man, Chris Franklin. Chris, what's going on? Hey, Steven. What's going on, man? How you doing tonight? Doing great, Chris. Happy to have you in here talking some Jalen Hurts, some Devontae Smith, some Philadelphia Eagles as they prepare to start their NFL season coming up next week as well, if I'm not mistaken there. So starting this thing off here with Jalen Hurts, it just seems like Nick Sirianni is becoming more and more impressed with this young man as he takes the field. The Eagles have the joint practices with the Miami Dolphins, and Jalen had some really strong moments out there, but there was one particular practice where Sirianni just said that this is the best practice I've seen him have since no, I've been here. So in your opinion, in what ways has Hurts been able to really sort of impress his head coach and taking those steps into his second year as a starter, but third year overall as a quarterback? I think he's just still showing a better grasp of the scheme and taking what the defense gives him. I think the best thing that he's done right now, you know, especially when you're a younger quarterback, is you think you have to make the bigger play downfield and you think you have to throw it like 40 yards or try to make something when there's nothing there. But what I've seen from Hurts, especially over the course of his training camp and especially when it came to Wednesday, was he was taking down the check downs to his running backs, to his tight ends in 10 to 15 yards, and that allowed the defense – to start having the Dolphins defense start having to adjust a little bit. They started to come up a little bit and 
try to stop take that away. And then next thing you know, you see a 30 yard pass play downfield to Devonta Smith as well. So I think overall he, he's got, I think he's more comfortable being in the schemes. The first time he's been with the same type of offense and same terminology since he was in high school. So he's starting to show right now. Absolutely. So Chris, as we look at just now, just the Eagles in particular with Hurts, you know, what, what, what could, what is Philadelphia lacking right now that, maybe is keeping Jalen Hurts from uh, taking that next possible step there? Because I know uh, during the uh, joint practices, there were some issues there with the offensive line, guys banged up, guys injured, and what have you. But just in your opinion, do you see anything that could uh, maybe hinder Hurts from taking that next step there that he wants to take in terms of proving the critics wrong? I think everything's uh, is the onus is all on Hurts right now. I think when you look at even with the uh, Cam Jurgens playing center now, and, and then he had a uh, Landon, though he, you know, he uh, walked off the field, didn't didn't uh, he had a rest day on Thursday. But when you have him in there, I think the onus you have the offensive line was one of the best in the NFL. You've got AJ Brown now, so you're, and you had Devonta Smith in another year who's looked a lot like he's looked even better than he did last year. And you get the tight end stuff, so, so and they got the running backs getting interchanged. So I think all the pieces are there now. It's just up for Jalen to show that hey, you know what? I'm comfortable. I, I want to be part of that top tier quarterback. I want to prove everybody wrong. I want to get that long term deal. And he's just got to go out there and prove it now. Has to go out there and prove it. We got Chris Franklin of NJ.com covering the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're just checking out the show here on a Friday. So, Chris, as we move here to the wide receivers, you brought up Devontae Smith, and I know he's got the addiction with the Wawa sandwiches. He talked about that. But he, he has seemed to bulk up. He seems to have, to have bulked up his body a bit more. I mean, uh, I mean, what has impressed you with how he has gone about making even more improve? I mean, he had a great rookie season. But what has impressed you about this training camp he's been on, uh, the joint practices he's had, uh, and getting ready for year two as a pro? I think when it comes to the contested amount of contested catches, and, and it's hard to believe that because even though Devonta Smith had a reputation for being a good router, I think he's gotten even better. He's gotten even more detailed with some of that stuff. Beforehand, he was he saw a little bit early last season. You know, he was getting off, pushed off route by some cornerbacks. I mean, and, and even uh, James Bradbury – seemed to have his number back last year when he was with the Giants because he was doing stuff to throw him off routes a little bit. And I think he's worked on it a little bit more. I think he's gotten more experience with that. And I think A.J. Brown's helped him out a little bit too in the fact that, you know, he's given him his his some, some tips as well too. And it was cool to see, and you saw this earlier on during uh, Wednesday's practice, you saw uh, A.J. Brown didn't, he wasn't part of it, but you saw he was taking him aside, showing him little things in and out, how to move in, move out, and different breaks and that stuff too. So, I think overall that combination of stuff and just you see, firstly, I think he's one of the hardest working wide receivers I've seen, young wide receivers I've seen in a little bit. So you add factor all that stuff together and you start to see this product come together and it should be a, a good season for him. Last quick one here if we can. We got Chris Franklin here, NJ News or NJ.com covering the Eagles. Chris, so in your opinion, in what games would it take this season for the Eagles for Jalen Hurts to show he is one of those top-tier quarterbacks, one of those rising top-tier quarterbacks. Are, are, are there a few games that you will have your eyes on this season uh, where you're thinking Jalen Hurts has got to ball this game uh, if he wants to show the nation he's a top-tier quarterback? 
Well, yeah, there's there's four games I'd probably point out to. Two of them are against the Cowboys. You know, this team has lost the last three to the Cowboys, and they're division rivals. And they're the team that if they want to get the host a home playoff game, they have to show that hey, you know what, we can we can split at least a series this year. So I think he needs to show that he can do well. I'm sure, pretty very sure that he wants to erase that uh, last uh, the memory from going down there to Arlington and uh, that Monday night game where Eagles got trounced. I'm very sure he and, and the team will motivate to get that. But then there's a stretch in, I believe this is November, December, where they have to play the Packers and they have to play the Titans. And you got two teams you, go, you want to see head-to-head. You're going against probably one of the top two or three quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers. You want to see how he matches up going – you're basically going to put points, a lot of points on that board because Aaron Rodgers is absolutely really good he's cool. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, you have uh, the, the Titans who uh, themselves the former number one seed. I think this is going to be tough too. So those are four games I'm looking at. He is Chris Franklin, folks, covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com, talking some Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and uh, the games he wants to see Hurts really dominate in to show he could be a rising, uh, emerging top-tier quarterback in the NFL. Chris, as always, man, we appreciate you taking time to be with us, man. Take care of yourself. Be good, and uh, enjoy the Eagles football this season. Thanks, man. You have a good weekend now, Stephen. Enjoy the Alabama stuff. Absolutely. Chris Frank on NJ.com talking to those Eagles, Jalen Hurst, Devontae Smith, among other things. We're going to go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we come back, we're going to you. Get to those phone lines. Ring those phones. We're taking your conversations, your calls up next. Game week is next week. Get fired up about your tide. We get to you after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right now, folks, eight days away. Julio Jones, John Mechie, Christian Harris, Josh Jacobs, days away from Alabama football, taking on uh, Utah State next week. 
Saturday, September 3rd, 6.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff from Brian Denny. SEC Network will have the call. You've made it through fall camp. Guys, shout out my man Big Bill. Bill from New York with that $5 donation in the Super Chats. Dance and Steven appreciates that as well. But right now, we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call. Here you're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. You are live on the show, caller. We lost that call, unfortunately, but 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. And, John, we did it, baby. We did it, John. We made it through fall camp. Today was the final fall camp practice for Alabama. Made it through fall camp. And the good news is, or the great news is, and I'm going to knock on wood, hopefully this happens going into game week. We got through fall camp, no serious injuries on defense. Thank goodness. Whole defense healthy throughout the entire fall camp. Whole offense for the most part healthy. The only hiccup there, you know, JoJo Earl will be out six to eight weeks at wide receiver with a foot fracture. He'll be back, you know, first week of October. So, you know, Bama, fall camp, did good. Camp guys healthy. Thank goodness. We're going to go to this phone call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Well, my name is uh, Senator Hines, but everybody call me Coach Smoot. And uh, I'm calling from uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, man. And uh, my my reason for calling is uh, I'm so excited and, and ready to uh, go and demolish Utah State next Saturday in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And uh, I just want to tell y'all, Alabama fans all across the world, all across Alabama, all across this country, um, fret not because what you see Saturday will not be a fluke. Um, What you see Saturday will not be a a glimpse. This is exactly what you're going to see, if not better, for the rest of the season. Steven, can I get an amen? Hey, praise the Lord. Pass the cup around. Now, 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 listen here, Steven. See, see, because now y'all done woke me up and y'all done got me started because we we, done eight, we got eight days away and, and Julio Jones wore number eight. And if, if I recall, Steven, when I played high school basketball, uh, uh, fall or winter of 2007, uh, we were playing uh, Julio and them in the, in the high school playoffs and the, and the ball came off the room and Bruh came and had a nasty putback on us. I feel like that's what we're about to do to college football this year. We're going to show out like Julio did against my squad in the state uh, playoffs, basketball playoffs, and um, we're going to have a putback season. Like I promise you, Stephen, I feel like this team is so dedicated to proving to themselves, not to the country, but to themselves that they are going to be the best team under Nick Saban ever, under uh, best team in Alabama history. I think this team can do it. The defensive stats that Georgia set last year, I believe our schedule is set up for us to be able to compete with those numbers this year. Offensively, I don't think it's going to take long for our wide receiver group to, to get up to speed and be the next four horsemen group. I don't think the offensive line going to struggle. I think I think we have just enough questions to where when they come out and dominate, it, it's going to be surprising to some. But anybody that knows football know how Alabama recruit when it comes to those trenches. So I'm, I'm excited, Steven. I'm excited. Like, 
like no other, man. I, I promise you. And I'm just glad to see that, you know, all the – just like you said a couple weeks ago, everybody stay calm with the recruiting. That 2023 class that we got coming in, it's about to – we about to turn some old heads. I, I've been hearing some crazy news, Steven. I don't see how all these guys are going to come to Bama and stay honestly. That's the only thing bad about dominate recruiting. Um, you just you just wonder how all this talent is going to come at the same time and stay and really fulfill what their goals and aspirations are, and that's to get on the field. You know, you don't have a lot of five-star, four-star guys that want to just come and go to school. So um, I'm just excited, Steven. Kick off next week. Man, I don't know what else to say. I'm just excited. I appreciate y'all taking my call, man. Shout-out to the Blue Wrench gang, man. Roll Tide, everybody. Next week, we're going to get into all the good football talk. We're going to break it down some more, Steven. I already know you got the lineup. And, uh, man, I'm happy, bro. Roll Tide, man. Have a good night. Absolutely. Senator Hines calling in, getting us started here on a Friday. And what has me excited right now, Eric Wolford. I mean, Coach Saban made tremendous hires this offseason. Joe Cox has been great with tight. Awesome. Travaris Robinson with cornerbacks, not down the park. Coleman Hutzler with outside linebacks and special teams, he's been A1. But Eric Wolford has been the name Saban's talked about all offseason long. This dude got this offensive line ready. This is a this is a nasty, mean, junkyard dog offensive line. Watching Eric Wolfer, I'm getting vibes of Joe Pendry. I'm getting vibes of Jeff Stoutland. This, this, this is awesome. I mean, it, it, Saban has been talking about Wolfer throughout the entire fall camp. Tremendous hire by Alabama. This guy. Phew, Outstanding. I mean, I can't even have an adjective right now to describe him. That's how good Eric Wolford has been as an addition here to Alabama in terms of the offensive line. But you guys continue to get your thoughts in here. 205-448-1358. That's 205-448-1358. Got a cool little topic right here. Um, Desmond Howard, former college football, you know, great Michigan alum. You know, Heisman Trophy winner in his heyday. Uh, he is continuing the build-up to the Alabama-Texas A&M matchup, which is set for Saturday, October 8th in Tuscaloosa. Desmond Howard today was on ESPN's Get Up. And the question was, you know, which team poses the biggest threat to Alabama? Which team is the biggest threat to the Crimson Tide's national championship hopes and dreams? And some people felt like, Desmond Howard being a Big Ten guy, he would choose Ohio State, right? He does not. He says Texas A&M is the biggest threat. And the reason why he said Texas A&M knows they can beat Alabama. They know they are mentally better than Alabama in the trenches. Uh, They know that he brings up, you know, Devon A-Chain, their running back who, you know, uh, Desmond Howard says home run hitting back, can beat you between the tackles, can beat you on the perimeter, can beat you in the passing game, can beat you in a variety of different ways. And then he said all that stuff that Nick Saban said about Jimbo Fish was going to add more fuel to the fire. So according to Desmond Howard, he's saying Texas A&M, the biggest threat to the Crimson Tide. Boy, this October 8th matchup can't get here fast enough because uh, I remember Will Anderson, Bryce Young, and and, uh, Jordan Battle said at SEC Media Days in Atlanta that business – will be handled on October 8th. All three of those young men, they heard the comments Jimbo Fisher said about their coach. Seven-time national champion Nick Saban. And all three of those men, business 
will be handled on October 8th. People get your popcorn ready for that day right there. But we're going to take another break here, folks. Don't touch that down because upon our return, I'm going to get into this. There was an argument that there was debate that happened on an ESPN show, and one guy just said that Nick Saban is not the GOAT of college football. I'm about to react to his statement. You don't want to miss it. Be back after this. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we're eight days away from Alabama football. Can you feel the love? Can you feel the excitement? Can you feel the anxiety a little bit? I mean, hey, right now, I'm pumped. I'm juiced. Can't wait the next week. That depth chart's going to come out. We're going to be rocking with shows all next week. But appreciate you guys checking us out on a Friday. TGIF edition of the show. Hottest show on the streets covering your Crimson Tide. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got to remind you guys of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of your swag, assault, drip, clothing, cultural, fashion needs, check us out. TDAware.com. We got your gear right here for you. Go ahead. Get that gear today. Fall camp done. Get that gear. If you still want to wait to September 3rd, the season opener between Bama, Utah State, next week, you can get the gear then also. But continue showing that support for Coach Saban. The University of Alabama, the student-athletes, and us here at TDA will be in TDAware.com. But going from uh, what Desmond Howard said to what another ESPN guy said, John, I, I don't watch First Take much anymore at all. And uh, th- there's a reason why I don't watch it as much at all now. But I caught a clip of it the other day, and uh, – Chris Mad Dog Russo, native New Yorker, had a conversation. It was in a debate with Stephen A. Smith, to which you, you know how the whole room is quiet and you got that one kid smacking on potato chips and you really don't know why he's smacking on potato chips and it just throws everything off? That's what I felt when Chris Mad Dog Russo spoke the other day. So the conversation he had with Stephen A. over debate, that being was, Now, who is the greatest college football coach of all time? And quite naturally, 
people would say, oh, no, Dad, it's Nick Saban. Right? It's got to be Nick Saban. The longevity, what he's been able to do, how he's been able to win, the championships, the percentage, winning percentage, how he's changed the game of college football. I mean, quite naturally, people would say it's Nick Saban. Prince Russo's answer was all the way in left field to where Stephen A is going hysterical. Molly Quarm is like, what the f- just happened? And everybody's looking at Chris Mad Dog Russo as if to say, why is he here? Can I cancel my ESPN subscription, please? Can I, can I, can I just cancel that? So Chris Russo says, Era Parsegan. <laughs> Era Parsegan is the greatest coach, college football coach of all time, Era Parsegan, formerly of Notre Dame. He's better than Nick Saban, <laughs> Era Parsegan. And no offense to Parsegan. Good coach. Good coach. Great coach, even. This guy doesn't hold a candlestick to Coach Saban. Absolutely not. And to follow the point, Let's get into the nuts and bolts of the information, shall we? So, on screen, we have Era Parsegan's numbers and Nick Saban's numbers for your viewing pleasure right there. Appreciate you, John, pulling those up. So, Era Parsegan coached Notre Dame for 11 years, 1964 to 74. 11 years. He had a record of 95, 17, and 4. Good record. For you mathematicians out there, that's a winning percentage of 81.9. In 11 seasons, Era Parsega, two national championships, 1966 and 1973. He had three 10-win seasons in 11 years. That's Era Parsega. Nick Saban, in his first 11 years at Alabama, because he's still coaching, Parsega's not. Coach Saban, from 2007 to 2017, was his first 11 years. Coach Saban's winning percentage, 86.8%, higher than Parsegan's of 81.9. Coach Saban, his first 11 years, five national championships, more than Parsegan, who had two. Saban, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017. Saban, in his first 11 seasons, had 10, 10 plus win seasons, 10, versus Eric Parsegan, who only had Three. Saban, way better than uh, Era Parsega. And getting into now Parsega. Okay. Par- and, 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 and so Chris Russo's argument is well, it's easier to win at Alabama. Look what all Nick Saban has. It's easier to win at Alabama. Tell that to Bill Curry and Ray Perkins, or Ray Perkins and Bill Curry, who could not win a national championship after Paul Bear Bryant. Tell it to those two how easy it is in Alabama. But yeah, tell it to uh, Mike DeBose, Dennis Franchoni, Mike Shula, who didn't win a national championship after Gene Starlin. Tell it to those guys. And we're going to say that Notre Dame, that Alabama was easy because championships were won before Nick Saban. Uh, championships were won Notre Dame before Era Parsega and after Era Parsega. I mean, before Era Parsega, Newt, Newt Rockney won championships. Frank Leahy won championships. Lou Holtz won a championship winning 91. So, if we're going to say it's easy in Alabama, <laughs> darn easy in Notre Dame. Because championships were won before Era Parsega, and championship was won at 
through Eric Eric Parsega. I mean, the guy's a good coach. Good coach. But he doesn't does own a candlestick to Nick Saban. I mean, just speaking of Eric Parsega, college football was uh, simpler. During Parsega's time, it was simpler. It was much simpler. The scheme was simple. Recruiting was simple. You, you didn't have a whole bunch of teams on TV, national TV at the time. It was simpler. The scheme was simpler with Eric Parsega. And, and even with that, Parsega coached in the same uh, re, uh, same time as Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant has more national championships than Parsega. Six to two. Uh, Bear Bryant's better than Parsega is. Uh, but, but I don't want to bring oh, Bear, Bear Bryant to this. This is safe and, and Parsega time. So but it was simpler. The time was simpler with Parsega. And the pressure of being at Notre Dame was so huge, Parsega retired after 11 seasons and never coached football again. He retired just because the pressure of being the Notre Dame head coach. And I get it, it's Notre Dame. They value their academics over football. It's touchdown Jesus. It's the Golden Dome. I get it. But he retired after 11 years because of the pressure. Nick Saban into a whole different landscape of college football. Nick Saban revived Alabama from the college football graveyards. He took, took the nails that was the Alabama football program and revived it to where you can't even open a national championship sentence without starting with Alabama. Prior to Nick Saban, Alabama endured sanctions. Alabama endured scandals. Alabama endured loss of scholarships. Alabama endured six seasons of losing to Auburn. Alabama endured a lot before Nick Saban got this thing rolling here in uh, 2008. And in today's college football climate, you're dealing with recruiting is way different than what it was back then. Way different now. You're dealing with recruiting. You're dealing with Losing coaches, you're reshuffling your staff every year. You're dealing with losing players to the NFL draft and retooling players every year. You're dealing with the transfer portal every year now. Now here's NIL. You got that monster to deal with. And Saban, like a chameleon, has adapted, adjusted, redefined himself every single year. Parsegan quit because the pressure too much. Nick Saban, I love the pressure. It makes me younger. Saban told ESPN Chris Lowe today, I'm a young man. I'm like a young man. And he turned 71 Halloween of this year, and he intends to coach to the remainder of his contract extension, which is to 2030. Saban has been here darn near two decades. He, he enters his 16th season just in Alabama. His coaching tenure alone, the longest of years where he's been at and Chris Russo Chris Russo era Parsegian <laughs> better than Nick Saban oh, oh my gosh oh my gosh Nick Saban has changed everything about college football it's gotten to a point where people are waiting will he leave yet will he retire yet is he gonna go now can he please leave now Tired of seeing Nick Saban. You got coaches telling recruits, Nick is going to retire soon. He's going to retire soon. He's going to retire soon. Why? Because they're tired of seeing Saban on top. 
And Saber just keeps saying, no, I love it here. I love it here. More challenges. More intensity. Bring me more. It makes me younger. I'm not going nowhere. Young 70. Nick Saban. More championships than Parsegan. More longevity than Parsegan. Better winning percentage than Parsegan. More 10 win seasons than Parsegan. And he's mastered all the forms of college football. Parsegan, once Notre Dame got too tough, left. Never coached again. He's good. He's good. But he does not hold a candlestick. Hey, candlestick at all to Coach Saban. <laughs> Chris Russo. <laughs> oh, my word. Wow. But, folks, as always, I had to get that off my chest. But, as always, if you want the best in news, notes, information, entertainment here for your favorite program, that being Alabama football, you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. The good and gracious Lord C. Spit, I'll be back on Monday to kick off game week, giving you your Bama information. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA, the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link found in the description. If you're trying to get the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com. That's we own thefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. Guys, shout out my man Chris Franklin, NJ.com, covering the Philadelphia Eagles. Coming on here to talk about Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and the joint practices between the Eagles and the Dolphins. Got to appreciate you, the outstanding fans of Bama football. All the love, the support, the phone calls, and all that you contribute making this your show, your network platform, channel, and space to talk Bama. I even got to thank my outstanding producer in the other room, my man John Aubrey doing his thing. Our own associate producer, Eli Ricks. Uh, Eli Walker, not Eli Ricks, my bad. Eli Walker had today off today, but, you know, Eli does an outstanding job as well when he is in here and wishing him an outstanding weekend. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate, value those husbands. Children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. We got the weekend here. Enjoy that weekend. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. We got game week next week. But until next time, folks, you've been listening to In My Own Words.